Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. Tuesday morning to you. This is the second time I'm recording this because I didn't record the first like minute and 15 seconds of the show. And I don't really remember what I said, although it's election day. That's going to be interesting, right? The nation will watch Virginia. The nation will watch New Jersey to see how do the independent voters who elected some of these candidates by very narrow margins How do they vote a year into this thing? Yeah, the initial referendum on the last election. So you're seeing Republican candidates run neck and neck in some cases, outrunning guys like Terry McAuliffe and others. Referendum on the state of the country to fund the police. And also energy. This winter is going to be very, very difficult for a lot of people as gasoline prices go up, natural gas prices go up, all of that, yay? Because the president decided to (laughs) choke off the American petroleum energy sector to fulfill a campaign promise and now we're all going to pay for it our our desire to use alternative forms of energy such as solar and wind um, is fantastic and I support all of that right I love earth best planet I've ever lived on But when you attempt to go down that path and you don't have the industrial capacity to go there, all you're doing is inflicting pain on people. 
And I got the intention, okay? I got it. But you're not there yet. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens on election day here in the country. Um, so, that'll go on today. The uh, Last night, I do a graduate seminar for people that have gone through post-traumatic winning every Monday night. And um, <laughs> last night was incredible in terms of, you know, I, I've been doing this. This is the 11th month since I started doing online seminars. And um, I've watched a whole bunch of people go through amazing changes in their life. And last night was like this love bomb explosion of, of, of uh, I don't know, it's almost like this celebration of all these different people that, that, are, that are coming out of this uh, very difficult phase of their life. And uh, I don't know, it was by coincidence or by, or what, you know, there's, you know, people that are moving, you know, from, one state to another and you can see how excited they are because financially they're going to a much better place and they had been stuck and they started coming to the seminar and and they changed their life another i, I told the story yesterday of a guy who fathered a, a child when he was 18 made contact with her finally on saturday and is told the story last night to everybody and you're just sitting there watching people um and just this discussion of, of 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 how this thing has impacted their life, so so um, pretty pretty amazing. Um, and um, yeah, pretty amazing night last night for me, and for that whole group. Um, just uh, uh, this whole thing that that I call post traumatic winning is essentially. Uh, the wisdom of a whole lot of people and um and as people begin to embrace it and bring it into their lives it's just it's just really amazing to watch uh when all of a sudden they see oh there is a path for me oh i can do this oh this is not bullshit like i normally experience and then you see their life change and then you see how excited they are and uh it's uh you know, it's cool on top of cool on top of cool on top of cool, man. It is very, it is very very cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, last night was absolutely uh, awesome. The World Series. You know what I watched last night was uh, I watched the after I got done with the seminar, I was working, and I put the football game on. Except I flipped it over to the Peyton and Eli Manning thing. I'd heard about. It. I'd never really watched it. Um, and, um, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. <laughs> it's just like the two brothers are sitting there watching the football game, except their, you know, the, their comments and things are a little bit more advanced. And then they bring people, I think Michael Irvin showed up in the fourth quarter and then they shoot the shit with him too. And it was hilarious. It was, it was funny. It was insightful um yeah i don't know whose idea that was at espn or if it was peyton manning's idea because he's pretty savvy pretty savvy media guy but but 
I thoroughly enjoyed that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I read the Daily Stoic this morning. Uh, the Daily Stoic is something I try to read every morning. And I don't always get there, but I try. It is a 366, what Ryan Holiday, who is the author, would call meditations. There's one, one for every day of the year. So that's how you follow the book. That's how I follow the book, is that I, uh, I read what I'm supposed to for today, <clears throat> November 2nd, following the doctor's orders. Um, talk, this month's theme is acceptance. And so today he uses when he uses this, right? When General Dwight D. Eisenhower wrote to his wife on the eve of the invasion of Normandy, he told her, quote, everything we could think of has been done. The troops are fit. Everybody is doing his best. The answer is in the lap of the gods. He'd done everything he could, and now what would happen would happen, as Epictetus would say, he was ready to bear whatever was. In fact, Eisenhower had written another letter that night and prepared it for release in case the invasion failed. If failure was what God or fate or luck or whatever you would call it willed, he was ready. So what do you call it? What do you call it? I don't believe that God intervenes in, in, in the human endeavors on the earth. That's why cancer exists. That's why Hitler happens. That's why bad things happen. I don't think God does that. So when you think of that, and so when I thought of, when I read this this morning, it made me think of this. What do you call that, and how do you reconcile it? Yeah. I first started thinking about this stuff when my parents got divorced and my family was falling apart and I couldn't understand it. Like why would what had we done so that God would do this to us? And I read a lot. I was in college at the time and it's devastating, you know, in, in 1979, 1980ish. Um divorce not so prevalent certainly among respectable families like mine. And yet, why was this happening to, to my family? Why would God, who I had been taught, controlled everything? And even though you do have a free will, God's really, you know, running the show. So I, uh, I started thinking about this then. And then, you know, my experiences in Iraq and Afghanistan, where you see the randomness of life. Is that God's will? Is it God's will that the piece of metal should just barely miss you and, and hit somebody else just below the helmet line in the middle of the forehead and kill him? The randomness of life. Where does that come from? Or is it just life's randomness? And there is no greater answer than that. So that's my answer. It's the randomness of life. And if you're looking for a greater answer than you were lucky, right? Had you been standing six inches forward, you'd be dead too. 
or you'd be dead instead of them, and it is nothing more than luck. It is not that you're a better person because I think if you're around combat operations enough, you see the people that go to church get whacked at the same rate as the people who don't get don't don't go to church. And that is the randomness of life. So do, did all the church going and all the prayers, did that save them? I don't think so. I think it fortified them. But it can't save you from that which is human. So I don't know. It just made me think, right? Just made me think. Ryan Holiday goes on this morning. There is a wonderful lesson there. The man in charge of perhaps the most powerful army the world has ever assembled on the eve of the most expertly organized and planned invasion the world will ever, hopefully ever know was humble enough to know that the outcome ultimately belonged to someone or something bigger than him. And so it goes with all of our ventures. No matter how much we prepare, no matter how skilled or smart we are, the ultimate outcome is in the lap of the gods. The sooner we know that, the better we will be. Hmm. So you, I can hear the phrase, it was just not meant to be, in my head. But I don't know. I seem to reject that. My, my brain seems to reject that um, in terms of, and, and what my brain says to me is, no, there's a relentlessness that goes with things that are good, things that should happen, and ultimately somebody finds a way to prevail. So I don't know if I agree with, I, I, I understand that there is an element that you cannot control in life. I understand that. Somebody just sent me an email. Holy shit, man, this is deep stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, don't ask me why. I got up in a deep mood this morning. Um, but yeah, I think understanding that there is the randomness of life you know, there's a book called When Bad Things Happen to Good People written by Rabbi Harold Kushner. And um, and he, he tries to reconcile that in the book. All the things that he says to people that are members of his synagogue when bad things happen to them, right? All the trite things people say. And now people are saying them to him as his 14-year-old son, or maybe not even 14, 12-year-old son, dies as a 90-year-old man from a genetic disorder. And people say the same things to him that he said to them, and he rejects them. And the book is an exploration of that, his understanding of God and what it is to be a human being subject to the laws of planet Earth and the randomness of life, and how we explain that. So so anyway, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. But again, even in, in terms of Eisenhower writing the second letter, um, so we planned, we'd done as best we could. That's just the first part of it. What I've learned in life is that in the execution phase of all of that, there are going to be 
a whole series of decisions that get made in which adults, smart people with their head in the game, will step into the breach and they will extract victory from defeat while others will extract defeat from victory. Think about Yeah, you have to think about the second one. We had victory in our sight and then we fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, the video of the president falling asleep at the climate conference is hilarious. <laughs> ah, you know, and um, come on, man. You got to laugh at that shit. The, um, and the other thing that I've kind of chuckled about, the whole, this whole let's go Brandon thing, which is essentially code, right? Benign code for fuck Joe Biden, I think. Anyway, I mean, do you remember that, again, the, hip- the hypocrisy of all of this? I mean, the way Donald Trump got treated? And now you're seeing people write articles about how this is so disrespectful. Yeah, you're right. It absolutely is disrespectful. But you allowed it for our past president. And now you're going to stand up. The the very people that were amused and didn't say shit about Kathy Griffin holding Donald Trump's head in a picture, having cut it off, or the shit that you know Robert De Niro said, and all the different people that stood up and crossed lines of respect in very very public ways, and nobody said shit about it. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're you're indignant. That these chants would go up. I don't know if you saw. Did you the story about the marine who grabbed the the pistol in a gas station holdup? <laughs> He's a civilian now. He's standing there, and this kid walks in. He's a minor. Got his mask on and got his friend with him, and he pulls out a pistol, and it's like just to the guy's right. If you didn't see the video. And the guy looks and he just grabs a pistol. When asked about, you know, why he reacted the way he reacted, quote, the Marines or Marines taught me not to fuck around. <laughs> so he shows up to get an award for that. And he's he's wearing a let's go Brandon shirt. My son Patrick sent me the picture. And he's like, Dad, you can't make it up. But, but yeah, and then you see the reaction. Oh, this is awful. Well, the problem with, with this, when you begin to be disrespectful in public with people, is that good luck containing that. Good luck containing that. So, anyway, um, good morning to you. We're going to check the news real quick. I, really, the story I want to get to is... The Navy thinks they understand why a sub, why a sub crashed underwater. Now, I'm curious, do you believe this? All right. So, um, yeah, Grant will join us tomorrow. I was going to call Will and get him, rouse him and get him on, but I, 
got to do other things. The um, yeah, could you imagine if Donald Trump fell asleep like that? Oh, they'd be the world would be coming to an end. So anyway, good morning to you on this Tuesday. The United States Marine Corps Band makes this morning official. Good morning to you. If you watch the video of the president falling asleep, you'll see him sitting there with his arms folded across his chest, right? And his face mask on. And he's asleep. And you know his staff is watching this on the feed, right? And all of a sudden, this little aide comes in to ask him a question. You know that he wasn't asking a question, right? you know somebody sent him in there to go and was watching it going, oh my God, he's asleep, right? <laughs> All right, go over there and just ask him what color socks he's wearing, okay? What? He's falling asleep, right? If we don't go wake him up, and then after you ask him, he's going to sit there and be asleep for like 10 minutes. This video is going out to the world. So go ask him what color socks he's wearing. Remind him that he has to have lunch and, you know, wherever. And tell him that he was just asleep for 30 seconds. And if he needs to drink some water or he needs to stand up or he needs to do something, um, then do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. President. Yeah. Um, what color socks are you wearing? <laughs> what? Yeah, you you were asleep there, sir. Um, right. Um, it, no, honestly, it's amazing. But again, what's most amazing is the double standard. And that is, um, again, our country is crossed into this, like, world of and you look at it and like so how do we get here joe manchin stood up and and, and in my opinion an act of political courage yesterday and talked about his problems with the democratic spending bill 
He said, look, when you begin to add this stuff up, if it goes to its end, the bill is actually twice what they're advertising. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And guess what? You know what he got called? Why they got called? By progressive? Racist. That's the card that gets played. And I go back to Shelby Steele. That card gets played as an act of intimidation and as a means to obtain more power. And Shelby Steele's right. Joe Manchin's not a racist. And, and, and so we have this game that gets played in half of the media. Well, most of the media. It's just not, most of that is not watched very much. And it's this game that we've been playing now as our colleges have, have, have gone woke and that was that's been going on in the country for a long time. Things you can't say on campus, things people who, who aren't welcome on campus, more and more intolerant as the people that gravitate to the academic life become activists. That has bled into the media. People that used to be quote unquote reporters are no longer that. They are themselves activists. So this activism of a minority has spread from the universities into the media, and that's what the nation gets stuffed down its throat on a regular basis. And now you see, right, the president of the United States being treated as Donald Trump got treated, and now they don't like it. And you sit there and you watch it, and you're like, am I living in, like, bizarro land? And I think the answer to that is yes, right? This land of such hypocrisy that they don't mind. They don't even, they're not even ashamed to do it. So, yeah, it's crazy to watch. Crazy to watch. So, um, this is dedicated to. Um, a whole bunch of people that show up on Monday night to do post-traumatic winning in, in a graduate seminar. And I will tell you, the, the way that these people have had their lives changed is nothing short of um, amazing. And they continue to provide me inspiration on a weekly basis. And uh, so this is dedicated to them. And for all of you that know people that are struggling out there, there is a path. I see it all the time. And uh, if you'd like to help somebody, let me know. I'd be more than happy to help you. So this is dedicated to a whole bunch of people that have done that. Nice going. Don't fuck it up.
you're betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech <clears throat> But I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore. So, young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day. And Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds to win. You gotta win. That winning thing again, right? Alright, we'll check the weather. We'll check the news. And then I want to talk about submarines. Yeah, I'll read you that statement. And then I want to know, are you buying or selling it? Do you believe that? So we'll get to that here very, uh, very shortly. Uh, currently, it is raining in Quantico and 50 degrees. It is 67 down the coast at Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point, home of the 2nd Marine Airway. It is sunny and 60 in 29 Palms. It is foggy and 58 at Camp Pendleton, Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy 71. In Okinawa, dark cloudy and 70. Manila, dark cloudy 80. And Darwin, dark cloudy and 82. That is a look at your weather. Currently, at the home of All Marine Radio, it is cloudy and 59. 2% chance of rain today. Looking for a high of 69 degrees today. 70 on Wednesday, 69 on Thursday, 74 on Friday, 73 on Saturday. So, um, that is a, uh, that is a look at your weather. To the news we go, um, top story in Stars and Stripes is, Military waste penalties for those who refuse COVID vaccine. I think those penalties have already been, you know, have already been scripted, at least in the Navy, in the Department of the Navy. Navy Marine Corps, you're going to be discharged. Period. Done. Now, How is that going to work in cities like New York City where such a large percentage of firefighters and cops are saying, I won't do it? Yeah, that's um, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. The the public crisis that, that will ensue on the backside of that. Top headline in the Wall Street Journal this morning is Elon Musk says Tesla hasn't signed a deal with Hertz. Now, this is kind of weird because it was a huge deal. Um, 
Hertz announced that it had entered into an agreement with Tesla and that they would they would So this is like in keeping with the weird dude that Elon Musk is. Headline. Elon Musk says Tesla hasn't signed a deal with Hertz despite earlier announcement. Rental car company stands by its announcement and says Tesla deliveries have already started. Quote, I'd like to emphasize that no contract has yet been signed, Mr. Musk said in a tweet yesterday. Tesla has far more demand than production. Therefore, we will only sell cars to Hertz for the same margin as to customers. Hertz deal has zero effect on our economics. In late October, Hertz said it ordered 100,000 Teslas to be delivered to the rental car company by the end of next year, a bulk purchase that promised to expose more mainstream drivers to Tesla technology. After Mr. Musk's tweet, a Hertz spokesman, a Hertz spokeswoman, Tuesday morning stood by the company's earlier announcement. Quote, as we announced last week, Hertz has made an initial order of 100,000 Tesla electric vehicles and is investing in new EV charging infrastructure across the company's global operations. We are seeing a very strong early demand for Teslas in our rental fleet, which reflects market demand for Tesla vehicles. Tesla didn't put out a press release when Hertz announced the deal. Tesla representatives weren't immediately available for comment. Kind of weird, <laughs> kind of weird, kind of weird way to do business, right? Elon Musk, man, kind of weird. Maybe that should be the headline, kind of weird. Uh, attack at a, on a Kabul military hospital kills at least 23. Uh, Afghanistan, yeah, to say not out of the woods, kind of just going into the, just going into the woods. U.S. plans tighter curbs on methane. The EPA announced a broad expansion and strengthening of rules to limit methane emissions from oil and natural gas productions as Biden seeks to show leadership at the Glasgow summit. When he's awake. Um, editorial in the Wall Street Journal. Mansion nails the progressive hostage strategy. Kind of interesting. Biden has double-crossed Senate Republicans on the infrastructure bill by caving into the left. I'll just read you a couple paragraphs of this. Democrats want to vote this week on a pair of epic tax and spending bills, yet they're still playing hide the ball on their multi-trillion dollar reconciliation bill. It's clearer than ever that the Democrats and Republicans who want to vote for the $1 trillion Senate infrastructure bill are being taken for a ride. House progressives blocked the vote on the infrastructure bill for a second time last week, and again, they did it with President Biden's blessing. Multiple news reports say the White House gave Representative Pramila Jayapal 
head of the Progressive Caucus, the go-ahead to overrule Speaker Nancy Pelosi's desire to vote on the infrastructure before Mr. Biden left for Europe. Ms. Pelosi had to pull the bill for a second humiliating time. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi, master strategist, as she calls herself. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not so much. Um, yeah. So yesterday, you know, Senator Manchin he met with the president, right? And it, you know, it's like, yeah, Manchin's going to get real back in. Blah 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 blah. This is all going to go. Went to the White House, met, and. Nothing happened. You know, the other thing about this whole, you know, climate summit in Scotland and all that is this. If China doesn't show up and if they plan to use more coal, then, I mean, come on. What the rest of the world is doing isn't going to matter. Well, Mac, is that an excuse for not trying? Uh, No, it's not. But get real, all right? And I don't see a whole lot being, I don't see China being vilified with all this. Hmm. Odd. Hmm. Next story. USNI News. Hold on. Let me go to the, um, as has been my habit since I have the digital subscription for what reason I'm not really sure I'm remembering. But New York Times, stop, top headline. This will be interesting, right? Global leaders vow to limit methane emissions and save forests. I would love to see if you if you put the last twenty headlines. I would love to see what they look like coming out of these things. And then ultimately what actually happened. Um USNI News. Fleet Forces CEO Grady nominated to be the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Interesting. The White House has nominated the, the current commander of U.S. Fleet Forces to serve as an, in the number two position as the Joint Chiefs of Staff, USNI as news has learned. The Navy, the Department of the Navy, has approved five permanent medical and no religious exemptions for COVID-19 vaccine to date. Yeah, that's five. That's like in one, two, three, four, five. So five people have got a medical exemption. Nobody's got a religious exemption. Investigation concludes USS Connecticut grounded on uncharted sea mountain in the South China Sea. All right, so we have these subs, right? They drive around underwater. Are they driving around using a map? Is that that what they're doing? Do they not have sonar that helps them see what's in front of them? So the question is, are you buying this? 
that we had one of the most advanced structures in the world drive into a mountain because they couldn't see what was in front of it. Hmm. I thought we had devices on submarines that helped them sense what was in front of them. Were all the devices turned off and then they ran into it? I are So are you buying or selling this explanation? I'll read it to you. Investigators have determined USS Connecticut hit an uncharted seamount that grounded the nuclear attack submarine on the underwater feature in the South China Sea. The results of the command investigation into the October 2nd incident completed last week have now been passed up to the 7th Fleet Commander, Vice Admiral Carl Thomas, to review and determine if there will be any additional accountability actions over the incident. A legislative source and two defense officials that are familiar with the findings told USNI News. That's three people, right? Quote, the investigation determined the USS Connecticut grounded on an uncharted seamount while operating in international waters in the Indo-Pacific region. The 7th Fleet spokesperson, Commander Haley Sims, told USNI News in a Monday afternoon statement following an earlier version of the post. Quote, Commander, U.S. 7th Fleet, will determine whether follow-on actions, including accountability, are appropriate. Notice we don't call it discipline anymore. God forbid. The damage to the forward section of the submarine damaged its ballast tanks and prompted Connecticut to make a week-long voyage on the surface from the South China Sea to Guam. The Navy has said repeatedly that the submarine's nuclear reactor and propulsion system are undamaged. The the boat is currently in Guam, undergoing initial repairs overseen by Naval Sea Systems Command. Personnel from the Puget Sound Naval Shipyard and the submarine tender USS Emery S. Land. The Navy will first determine how the submarine can be fixed. Then it will leave Guam for the United States, where it will ultimately undergo follow-on repairs. Determining where and when the final repairs would occur will further stress the service's maintenance capacity. You know, what's amazing is the Navy doesn't have any, any capacity anymore to repair its own ship. It's, it's pretty amazing. So you see an incident like this. So we don't plan for any surplus capacity in case something like this happened. Quote, if we end up doing the Connecticut work in one of the ship in one of the public shipyards, that would certainly cause turbulence in all the other work in the shipyards. The damage and subsequent repairs to the attack submarine have caused renewed attention to the Navy's attack submarine maintenance backlog. So, I, I again, so you crash something and it exposes the fact that you can't maintain your own fleet? I, you know. Quote, right now, it's in Guam. That's public record. There is no dry dock in Guam. 
Hopefully a subtender can do the work, but that remains to be seen. This is Representative Joe Courtney, Democrat from Connecticut. He is a member of the House Armed Service Committee, and he sits on the Sea Power and Projection Force Subcommittee, actually the chairman of that. And he points out there is no dry dock facilities for submarines west of Hawaii. He goes on. It just shows how the world gets a boat and things change and unexpected incidents create more demand for repairs. The attack subs have always been the poor cousins in the shipyards in terms of getting priority. But we know particularly a Seawolf-class submarine is extremely valuable in terms of the mission in that part of the world. The USS Connecticut is one of three Seawolf-class attack nuclear subs that were developed for deep water operations to take on Soviet submarines in the open ocean. Since the end of the Cold War, the trio has been upgraded and modified to carry out some of the Navy's most sensitive missions. And so this thing just drove into something they didn't know was there. Are you buying or selling that? I don't buy that. Aren't they supposed to just say no comment? Hmm. So you just drove into a mountain under the water. Hmm. <laughs> I'm struggling with that, man. I'm struggling with that. Just for the record, top story in Marine Corps Times is, what do you think? I mean, come on. Tattoos, man. Tattoos. Here's a story. New White House plan. New White House suicide prevention plan for troops and vets emphasizes gun safety. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I mean, I got to have the rim shot after that, right? This is comical, man. Emphasizes gun safety. I think that's actually code for gun confiscation. Call me crazy, but I think that's what we're talking about here. A plan, the plan, designed to guide prevention efforts in both the Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs will also put an emphasis on a network of other support services, including financial employer assistance. Okay, so stand by. It took me a second to fire up the rim shot. I didn't have the rim shot technology fired up here. Okay, so hold on. This is how this... Let me... Uh, let me test the rim shot here. It's actually a little loud, okay? So let me dial the rim shot down. There you go. Okay, so... New White House suicide prevention plan for troops emphasizes gun safety. <laughs> Fucking joke. Reducing suicide cannot be accomplished singularly 
through reactive policy changes, the new roadmap document states. Rather, it requires a long-term strategic vision and commitment designed to create and implement systemic changes in how we support service members, veterans, and their families across the full continuum of risk and wellness. The move comes a week... (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I shouldn't laugh. Awareness efforts must be founded upon valid data, facts, and principles, the new roadmap says. Public education and outreach effort should also include constructive engagement opportunities, suggestion for what people could do or should do with the information or how to help those in crisis. Firearm safety. The most potentially controversial part of the new plan revolves around lethal lethal means safety and discussions about encouraging individuals in distress to separate themselves from their personal firearms in the name of safety. About 70% of all suicide deaths in 2019 were the result of firearms. Veteran affairs officials in recent months have stepped up public awareness campaigns on the potential danger and the importance of gun safety for veterans and troops as well as their family members and friends. Studies have shown that creating environments that reduce risk and enhance protective factors where individuals live, work, or play can help prevent suicide. This includes efforts to reduce access to lethal means, including firearms and medications, particularly in times of crisis, and to increase safe storage practices for lethal means. What does all that mean? The report does not discuss any plan to review firearm possession rules for individuals facing mental health issues or for mandating safe storage of guns for veterans or service members. But similar efforts have been met with resistance in the past from conservatives who view any discussion on firearm limits as an infringement on constitutional rights. There you go. Stand by for the number to go up. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, Top five stories in early bird today. Number one, Russian troop movements near the Ukraine border prompt concern in U.S. and Europe. (laughs) Vladimir Putin, right? Dr. Evil. A renewed buildup of Russian troops near the Ukrainian border has raised concerns among some officials in the United States and Europe who are tracking what they consider irregular movements of equipment and personnel on Russia's western flank. That's Vlad Putin, right, taking off his shirt again. Um, Next, new policy protects sexual assault survivors from being charged with minor infractions. It's kind of interesting. One of the toughest hills to climb in military's work is to tackle its sexual assault problem is that so few survivors report their attacks, often for fear or retaliation or other negative consequences. Now, as part of the defense of policy policy, troops who are drinking underage, out past curfew, 
or fraternizing at the same time of an assault don't have to worry about being charged if they come forward. The safe-to-report policy mandated by Congress in 2021 under the National Defense Authorization Act requires commander to disregard any minor collateral misconduct of a survivor might have committed in the context of his or her assault. So if you were fraternizing and you were supposed to be doing that, you won't be charged for that. If you were drinking as a minor, you won't be charged for that. Because the sexual assault takes precedent over all of that. I'd have to think about that. The Pentagon quietly removed more than 130,000 Afghanistan war photos and videos from public view. This is a story that had got legs late last week when the, um, the guy who's the head of the Inspector General for Afghan stuff, that guy, Sopko, I think is his name. That might not be his name. Name something like that. That guy's a truth teller, man. And he said, hey. Yeah. He said this. There's something happening here. What yeah, what's going on, man? Clear. Why are we taking down There's Afghan stuff? With our gun over there. Telling me I got to beware. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. Yeah, so that story is now getting a little bit of legs, like as more people begin to cover it. So interesting. Next story in the top five in early bird. Why are most Afghan evacuees still housed at U.S. military camps? Story by the Los Angeles Times. Um, Tesla's jet skis and a 15 million fortune. The Department of Justice says a 25-year-old Army vet got rich off dark web psychedelics. That's in Forbes. Overseas operational headlines. Iraq plans billions of dollars of energy contracts with Saudi Arabia, which is kind of interesting, right? Strange bedfellows does economics make. Um, Afghanistan twin blast reported near military hospital in Kabul. Uh, Russia holds Black Sea Navy drills with an eye on U.S. ships. So if you look in the, the past few weeks, Russia in conjunction with China, has sailed around Japan, has sailed right up to Japan's territorial limits in terms of um, um, the 12-mile territorial limit, right? Um, so Russia and China kind of tweaked them. And um, 
now they're escalating the number of people they have on the border with the Ukraine, get people's attention. And now, lo and behold, what are we going to do? Play bumper cars again in the Black Sea? Yeah. So Vladimir Putin going out of his way to confront the United States in uh, every climb in place so he can perpetuate the myth that you know, Russia's only something because of their nuclear stockpile accumulated when they were the Soviet Union. Other than that, an economy the size of the Canadian economy. Military that fakes it. Certainly formidable nuclear arsenal. Can fake it for a little while, but does not have the ass to sustain it. Doesn't have the economy to sustain it either. So, but nobody does it quite like Vladimir Putin. I will give him that. I will give him I will give I will give him that. He is the master of the Texas two step and the sleight of hand when it comes to world politics. And the media fawns on him. So he's got that going for him. All right, Grant will hopefully join us tomorrow. Um, that is the All Marine Radio News Hour. I hope you enjoyed it. My question are you buying hold on, let me see. Oh, let me read you a few responses. Mac, you just asked the question, am I buying or selling the Navy explanation of running into a mountain in the South China Sea? Let me do a quick analysis first of your take. You believe that this is bullshit. Why would you believe that? In my opinion, you're assuming a level of competence in the Navy that is long gone. I believe this is exactly what happened. They're simply not very good at what they do anymore. And this is another indication of that. I won't give you the list because I know you know it. You could recite those things right now. Okay. So if I recite them, they would be this. Bonham Richard, USS Somerset. USS McCain, USS Fitzgerald. Are there others I'm missing? Oh, Fat Leonard, Fat Leonard 2 that's ongoing right now. Um, what else? So that would be kind of the, the wave tops right there. Okay. He finishes. You need to dial back your belief that the Navy is operationally competent. It is obviously not. I believe that they're telling the truth. I believe they're just not very good. Out. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That hurt all the way from here. Here's another one. I'm not buying it. I think they ran into something else. But I will say this. What doesn't make sense is them making this statement. If they did run into something else, I think we'd get a no comment. So I'm only about 67% in on this. Gotcha. You know, <laughs> now I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my own opinion. And I think that first email is right. Maybe I do give the United States Navy too much credit for being operationally competent in my So this this mountain isn't on our 
on our map, right? So normally doesn't seismic activity trigger some kind of warning? Hey, there was just a uh, large seismic event in the South China Sea epicenter here, right? When you get inside this circle, uh, you need to make sure that you have your radars radiating. Got it? Till we proved that bottom again. Yeah, I got. I mean, if we're professionals, I th- I'm look. I'm not a submariner, but I could play one on the radio. Doesn't shit like that happen, or do you just say fuck it, man? We'll figure it out when somebody runs into it. What? Come on. I mean, professional shit, right? Oh, so a mountain rises at the ocean bottom, and we just don't know about it. Yeah, cool. I don't think it happens like that, let alone in a, in a relatively small body like the South China Sea. <sighs> Mountain stands up, nothing to see here, candy, candy gram, right? <laughs> Come on. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I think that is ridiculous. Hold on. Let me read you one more. Mac, 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 you silly rube. The first email you read is spot on. You're assuming a level of competence in your Navy that simply is not there. How much of this do you have to see, and why do you exempt the silent service from your scorn relative to the Navy's performance. You know what? That's, uh, he's, he's right there. Yeah, I do. I exempt the silent service. I assume a level of competence in the silent service that maybe is not warranted. Is that what you're telling me? But I, I do, I do. I probably assume that in carrier aviation. I assume that in sub submarines. Yeah. And nuclear stuff. I assume a level of competence that maybe I should rethink. Is that what you're telling me? The email ends like this. You need to seriously think about what you said today. In no way, shape, or form can you defend it. The trend lines are unmistakable. They drove a submarine into a mountain. If you can imagine such a thing. Stunning for sure. Bring the silent surface back into the rest of the herd. Operational excellence, not so much. The press release is true. If it was something other, they would simply say no comment. Ohio man chimes in. I don't buy it. He knows somebody that says they have seen them lie about such subjects. Then he reminds us all. Let's not forget 
that sub-launched a missile off Catalina in 2010, and everyone played stupid. You know, that was kind of an interesting episode, if you can imagine that. And then do you remember when the Navy, like, turned off the lights in San Diego and then didn't, <laughs> and then, and then didn't say shit about it? Mm-hmm. They have a kind of history of doing things in proximity to large population centers and then, like, and then doing like nothing to see here. It's it's honestly, it's head shaking. The the zany, our United States Navy, the zaniest service out there. Oh, those Navy guys and girls, they can do some crazy shit, man. Well, what do they do this time? Oh, they shut the they shut the power they shut the power off in San Diego. What? Oh yeah. Hold on. Let me grab that story. Navy shuts power off in San Diego. No, this, this story's too old. All I'm getting is current news stuff. The, uh, no, I don't know. Now Ohio man's making me think about it. But, yeah, let me know what you think. Is it in Is it in Ohio Mads? He's like plagued with the same disease I have. No, they're really competent. They're just lying about it. Hmm. Hmm. It's a difficult. It's a difficult. It's a. Which do which? Which do I choose, lying or incompetence? I think the safe bet is incompetence. It's the trend line. Yeah, oh, I think Ohio man suffering from the same disease I am. Yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I, I now change my perspective. I believe the press release that they just ran. They just drove a sub into a mountain underwater I believe that yes I'm all in on that uh, this show repeats itself momentarily but it'll start oddly enough um, <laughs> without me recording the first minute and 20 seconds so don't be dismayed so uh, on a Tuesday, on election day, where we'll all was, watch what's going on in Virginia and New Jersey. So we'll see. What will those independents do that gave so many elections across the country to people who have got in and done a lot of controversial things, to say the least? So, anyway, I will see you tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday. I'm out.